This is Wiffer Karen, and I love listening to Will Write for Wine. Oh, yeah. This is Wiffer Mac, and you are listening to Will Write for Wine. Hello, this is Wiffer Kim from Colorado, and you are listening to Will Write for Wine. Yay! Hi, this is Wiffer Lily, and I'm listening to Will Write for Wine. This is Wiffer Don, and you're listening to Will Write for Wine. Hello, this is Wiffer Melissa, and you're listening to Will Write for Wine. This is Wiffer Wayne, and you are listening to Will Write for Wine. This is Wiffer Ambroise, and you are listening to Will Write for Wine. Hi, this is Knocked Up Wiffer Susan, and you're listening to Will Write for Wine. Cheers! Hi, this is Wiffer Renee, and you've made the excellent choice of listening to my girls, Sam and Lonnie, on Will Write for Wine. Hi, this is Wiffer Pimp, my mixer Pam, and you are listening to Will Write for Wine. Take it away, girls. Thank, Thank you, Wiffers. Welcome to Will Write for Wine, a podcast about wine, writing, and song, but mostly wine and writing. <laughs> this is Lonnie Diane Rich. And this is Samantha Graves. Tonight's show is all about letting go. Yes, of your story, of your manuscript, of your proposal, your edits, your galleys, etc., etc. Characters, yes. Characters, yep, yep. And we promise tonight no fighting. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all were really traumatized by that last time. Obviously not everybody has grown up in a family of people that just fight for the fun of it. (laughs) Yeah, apparently. (laughs) I don't know what's up with that. (laughs) That's all later in the podcast. Wine comes first. So Lonnie, what are you drinking tonight? Well, tonight I'm having another My Wine Stract wine, and this is my first time. It's a 2006 Riverview Chardonnay. Mmm. Yummy. Uh, The wine notes are medium body, lots of fruit flavors, fig, melon, mango, and a soft, gentle mouthfeel. The wine sees just enough time in oak to give it roundness and add a touch of dryness to the finish. Huh. There you go. Uh, I didn't realize you could, like, put it in the oak and then take it out of the oak and then just enough time like I thought it was either oak or not but apparently I was mistaken and it sees just enough time very complicated yeah. right yes, exactly. mm. uh, it's 13.5% alcohol uh-huh. 10.99 a bottle so it's completely within my price range and um, my the website is mywinesdirect.com again it's like a witness protection program wine that's just gonna end up in mywinesdirect.com um, you know I have to say it is fruity I don't know if I taste like the thick melon mango thing but then again I'm not as sensitive as these wine writers um, but uh, but it's it's really good. It's nice. It's a little dry. It's not too dry. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like right in that little um, range. And, and I'm enjoying. It. I'm gonna give it four glasses. Oh, good, good. That sounds good. Yes. How about you? What you got tonight? Well, tonight I am drinking a 2007 Sebeka mm-hmm. Shiraz Pinotage, Ooh. which which kind of you know rhymes right. from mm-hmm. South Africa. Ooh, neato. Yeah, the, I think this is my first South African wine, so, so I it's think so. interesting. Yeah. You get all the exotic wine. All my stuff is like California or France. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I'm going to this new place, this mm-hmm. new wine store. Oh, right, right, right. You and they actually, wine. the guy that works there actually tastes all the wines that come oh in. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Yeah, so he recommended this one, so I'd Ooh. given it a shot. Yeah. Very cool. From the bottle, South Africa, mm-hmm. where the cheetah hunts. Oh, where nature God. reigns oh, supreme, no. where oh, Sebeka no. was born. <laughs> I don't know what Sebeka is, but I'm a little worried right now because right. there's Sebeka in my bottle. Right. So those with adventurous taste will be rewarded by our unique Cape blend. The jammy blackberry, dark cherry, and spice of Shiraz converge with Ooh. Pinotage's intense red berry notes and complex structure. Mm-hmm. Pour a glass and experience the flavor of a primal land, far from the everyday. 
All right. Now, you see, they were okay <sighs> with the whole blackberry, yeah. cherry spice thing. I was fine with that. But it's when they try to, like, jazz it up with this whole experience of writing. Like, yeah. y- no, wine notes should just be wine notes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Trying too hard. So you, right. get a, you lose a tenth of a point from the Russian judge right, for trying exactly. too hard. Yeah. <laughs> they do have a website. We'll put that in the show notes. Okay. And my notes are, despite the silly wine notes on the bottle, I really like this wine. Oh, good. Yes. And mm-hmm. it was a good recommendation. I'm, I'm very happy. And I've actually, this is actually the second bottle I've bought because I went okay. back and grabbed it again. Oh, yummy. Because <laughs> it was such a good price. Thirteen and a half percent alcohol and eight dollars a <gasps> bottle oh my god you beat me on price i know wow. i mean Good totally yeah mm-hmm. and oh i'm god. gonna actually give it four and a half glasses i think this is the kind of wine that a lot of people would really enjoy oh god i'm gonna have to find that that's so cool i know i know i, I mean it. it's a real find i'm so excited so great yeah. mm-hmm. all right well now that we've gotten that taken care of and we haven't fought at all i know we got through the whole a block and we haven't fought yet awesome drink drink (laughs) it's time for our weekly psa we'll be right back okay at will write for wine we want to make it perfectly clear that we do not encourage excessive drinking excessive drinking is bad it hurts you it hurts your family it totally screws with your ability to put lipstick on properly and we do not encourage it a little drinking though Now that's a different thing. After all, wine is good for you, right? It's good for your heart, it's good for your cholesterol, it's loaded with antioxidants. And sometimes when you've had a really long, exhausting day and your kids are making you nuts and your husband has forgotten to take out the trash again and you start to become what some people might consider a little edgy, in that case, having some wine is a kindness. A public service even. So just remember that we here at Will Write for Wine do not encourage excessive drinking. We do, however, encourage you to not beat your husband over the head with a garbage can lid, and if it takes a little bit of wine to prevent that, then we suggest a light Chardonnay. Welcome back. I'm Samantha Graves. And I'm Lonnie Diane Rich. And this is Will Write for Wine. Yay! Our question this week is from Michelle on the forums, who writes, Yep. Have you ever considered collaborating on a book? (laughs) (laughs) The Writer Improv Nights demonstrate that the two of you come up with ideas together. Uh (laughs) I've been thinking about this ever since I heard the last Writer Improv on villains. It Mm -hmm. seemed that that idea gelled together rather well by the end. Oh, how fun. Well, after the way we fought last week, I can't imagine anybody (laughs) wanting us to collaborate. They'd be like, you know what? You two, separate corners. Yes, really. <laughs> Go to your rooms. Time out. <laughs> well, you know, I don't, I don't know if we've ever really talked about it seriously, but it's definitely something, you know, I think about every time we do a writer's improv, you know, because mm-hmm. they, they are. I mean, with the exception of the one with the ferrets. Oh, yeah. That, that was bad. That one was bad. But the yeah. rest of them were really good. I mean, there was some stuff in there that I was like, ooh, that's fun, you know. Um, when we start brainstorming, it's just so exciting and fun. And yeah. that, I have to tell you, is the best part of collaborating. And I, I think probably the easiest the part about collaborating. It is. But, I mean, it's where the genius just comes out. I mean, you start oh, yeah. bouncing stuff off of each other. And just, mm-hmm. It's so great. Um, you know, it's a thrill to toss the ideas around for a while and just kind of see everything gel, you know. Yep. Um, but I don't know. I get, I get nervous, honestly, about collaborating <laughs> with friends. 
Yeah. You know, even though like Jenny and Chrissy and I knew each other when we started collaborating, um, but we really became close through the process. So at the beginning, it wasn't like I had like a big, great friendship to lose. You know right. <laughs> what I mean? And um, <laughs> the idea of collaborating with someone who's already my best friend makes me kind of a little nervous. <laughs> I'm afraid that I drive her nuts. It was just actually a fear I had, you know, when I started Dogs and Goddesses too. But, you know. There wasn't quite as much. And now, you know, now we're really close and we already got through it once. So it's like we've had the trial by fire. So, you know, I would do another collaboration with Jenny and Chrissy, but I don't know that I'd do it with anybody else, especially not somebody I really, really like. Yeah. (laughs) I'd be afraid that you'd stop liking me. Um, And vice versa. Right. Well, no. I mean, you know, I I don't know. Like, I know I would really enjoy working with you, but Mm -hmm. I I would worry. It would stress me out in the beginning that you would be like, I'm going to kill you. But we do the fun star. I mean, the the fun part, the brainstorming, oh, yeah. you know, for each of our books together every time. Yes. So, I mean, it is almost like we get the fun part of it without yes. the, the stress of writing together. I, I think so. so. Mm-hmm. I, I think we brainstorm really well together we because mm-hmm. we come from such different points, you know? Yes. Uh-huh. So, so basically. <laughs> yeah, you're always trying to kill somebody and always trying to add in a quirky character. <laughs> I know. It should be funny. Like there should be death. Funny, yeah. yes. Funny death. Funny death. There's a balancing act there. Exactly. We could write a black comedy. We could. Lots of really funny dead people. <laughs> but but the actual collaborative writing, mm-hmm. I think I'd have to, to defer to Lonnie to tell me how that would work between two completely <laughs> opposite personality types. Oh, God. I <laughs> I'm thinking it would be a little bit like Jenny and Bob. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> but, you know, I would never say never. But, again, it's not worth risking what our friendship. You know, it's, right. I would, it's just not worth it. Especially when you got it. a contract. I mean, we yeah. waited for a long time on Dogs and Goddesses to get a contract because mm-hmm. it was just so much fun. We were having a good time. And there's always that fear that once the work starts, mm. that things will go bad. And let me tell you, if you're locked into a contract with somebody who, like, is driving you nuts or who oh, you are driving nuts, that yeah. could be really, really hard. Yeah. But it you would know? be even worse, I think, is, is to finish the book well, and not yeah. have the friendship. I mean, well, out of the yeah. two... Uh-huh. I'll take the friendship I every know, time. I me too. And, you know, I, I really don't think that you and I would ever, honestly, that anything could happen that would bust up the friendship. But yeah, still, still, you know, you'd get really sick of me. No. <laughs> no. And then you would want to hang out with me. <laughs> That's my big fear. <laughs> no, the biggest problem would be we would be drinking wine all and the time. And never getting done. <laughs> exactly. you got to have a sober one in the bunch. And no writing. <laughs> I know. One of us has to be the mommy and say, okay, I think we've had enough. And that's just never going to happen. one of us ever does that. So <laughs> we're better off just brainstorming together. Yeah. But anyway, thanks for the question, Michelle. <laughs> to get your question on the show, email us at feedback at willwriteforwine.com or leave your questions on the forums or send us an MP3. Which we, we got. We love those. Yep. Yes. Yep. We'll use so, it next uh, week. What, we, got, what, we got one? Oh, yeah, we got one. Oh, hey. Yeah. I yeah. missed that. So okay, we'll yay. use it next week. Very yep. exciting. Okay. All right. Um, and we'd love to hear your voice on the show. Sorry, mm-hmm. I just had to finish my little part of the script. <laughs> Otherwise, I can't move forward. I get totally thrown off. <laughs> All right. Now here, speaking of voices, we've got Mac with the... This Week in the Forums. Thanks, Thanks Mac. Mac. This week on the forums, the hot topics were summer TV shows, crazy and love spoilers, the ever lovely writer's block, mm. whiffer gathering at RWA National Conference, and the uh, fallout from the last show. <laughs> Where everybody sat in the corner and huddled together. <laughs> and it was very quiet for a while. I'm like, It Ooh. was. I was like, I think we upset the whiffers. <laughs> 
Uh, we have 162 members to date oh, on the forums, uh-huh. which is amazing. So mm-hmm. welcome to the newfers. Mm-hmm. And a big congratulations to our Sock Knock participants and winners. Yay. Well done, Whiffers. Yay. Great job. We're very proud of you. <laughs> All right. So now it's time to take a short break, and we'll be right back. Museum curator Jillian Talbot has a psychic gift that lets her see into the past, but she never expects it can make her a target to find a priceless treasure. To stay alive, Jillian must seek the help of a cynical Tomb Raider, but is he worthy of her trust? Simon Bonner wants out of the looting game. Instead, he finds himself tangled up in a deadly mystery and a woman who still believes in doing the right thing. As Jillian and Simon track the mystery deep into Mexico, their desire to stay alive and growing passion for each other makes every move a dance with danger. Out of Time by Samantha Graves. Available August 2008. Thanks for coming back with us. I'm Lonnie Dianrich. And I'm Samantha Graves. And this is Will Write for Wine. Yay! <laughs> and tonight we are going to discuss letting go. Mm-hmm. In writing, this happens a lot. It could be letting go of a story that's not working or selling. It could mm-hmm. be letting go of your proposal or revisions or your full to send mm-hmm. it out. Um, it could be letting go of your galleys mm-hmm. um, or simply letting go of characters that you love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, there's always a certain point where I think you have to make a decision um, about when when something's done or mm-hmm. when you need to put it away for a while and maybe come back to it later. Right. And um, it's always, it's, it's a very... Um, it's kind of a weird process getting to that point where you know you just have to stop, mm. you know, and uh, and so I think it's I think it's a really good topic to discuss because it's not one of the things we always talk about how to keep going, right? But we never talk about how to let go when you need to. Mm-hmm. So. so, so I think the first one we're going to discuss mm-hmm. is letting go of a story that's not working. Right now, mm-hmm. this is the story that will not gel but will not die. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all have one of those. Oh yeah. <laughs> You're like, I, but if I keep thinking about it, if I work at it hard enough, I'll figure it out. But you know I what? Know. Sometimes you just don't. You don't have whatever it takes to finish the story at that mm-hmm. time. And it may be right. one little nugget that you're missing. It may be life experience. Mm-hmm. It may be just something that you're not, that you don't have right now that, that, will, that you need to complete that story. Right. And sometimes it could just be that that story has already given you what you needed to get from it Mm. you know Mm -hmm. and that you don't need to finish it you need to move on to whatever the next thing is I mean I think that um, like I have a story that I wrote um, a book that I wrote um, it was right after I had written um, I started before I wrote Time Off for Good Behavior and then I finished it while I was letting Time Off for Good Behavior sit for six weeks before I edited it Mm -hmm. and um, and I finished this book and it was I loved it in so many ways I mean just and I still do part of me loves this book but it is is so poorly done in so many ways. I learned a lot from the process of writing it. Right. And I got a lot out of it. And I, I love this book. And it's full and complete and done. And oh, man. <laughs> I don't think it's ever going to see the light of day. Because in order for it to be something I would want to sell, mm-hmm. um, I would really have to rewrite it. And then if I'm going to completely rewrite it, like, I just, I don't want to do it. Yeah. I just can't. And I think yeah. it's because that was the right book for me to write at that time. But it wasn't a book that is ever going to really 
go mm-hmm. anywhere, you know, for that. But it gave me a lot. I learned a lot while I was doing it. So it was really a learning experience for me. Yep. So, I mean, that's that's one good reason to let a story go is yes. that you learned what you need to learn from it, but you're, you know, you're not prepared for whatever reason mm-hmm. to do what well, it needs to do to make it ready. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Another reason why you may need to do this is because if you don't let it go, you can't move on. Right. You know, exactly. sooner or later, you mm-hmm. just have to say, you know what? Mm-hmm. I have to start a new project. Because you, know, you can a, revise oh, yeah. forever. I actually, there was a woman yeah. in one of my... Did I told you about that? <laughs> no, I was going to tell my story. Yeah, I knew somebody who worked on the same book for eight years. Oh, yep. Oh, uh, yeah. That was exactly the same Might thing. Might be the somebody, same person. One of, my conference, or one of my workshops <laughs> said, I've been working on this book for seven years. <gasps> See? And then she was like, yeah, she, re- she would read a writing book and then rewrite the story <sighs> to whatever the advice was in that book yeah. every time. Oh, my and God. And I was like, well, that's your problem. Yeah. Oh my God. I don't have that kind of patience. I mean, I I just, I will write a book once, but I'll be damned if I write it twice. (laughs) Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, seriously rewrite it. You know what I'm saying? Like there's the revision and that's a different thing, but I mean like to go through and rip it it all up and then restart it. Not worth it. You know, I mean, that's a, that's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But you know, I'll bet even though she rewrote it and rewrote it and rewrote it and rewrote it, that she mm-hmm. learned a lot from it. But I think that there's Probably. a point where you need to let it go. Yes. <laughs> like, if you if you have to rewrite something, like, really gut it and rewrite it more mm. than twice, yeah. then it's time for a new project, I yeah. think. Mm-hmm. You know? Think and so. it's not to say that you can't stick it in a drawer and come back to it later. I mean, uh, Jennifer Cruzy bet me. Mm-hmm. Bet me was uh, something she had started, you know, like 10 years before and, mm. you know, had, had started it and had, like, kind of that nugget of the idea but she just could never make it work and never could make it go anywhere mm. and then she um uh, you know like 10 years later she revised it mm-hmm. pulled it out of the drawer worked it up and she had the skills at that time yes. to finish the story that, that she didn't have the skills for back then right which is so. which was getting back to my point where i said sometimes you just don't oh no 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 that's true it, it just uh-huh. it's the same thing like I said you may not have the skills that you need to pull off that story at that time right, right. and sometimes mm-hmm. it's just experience with writing it's more writing that you have to do it's more right. you know it, it, so so there's nothing wrong with putting a project that just isn't working or that mm-hmm. you just can't you know you see seem to be spinning your wheels on right mm-hmm. it's okay to put it away and start something different it's mm-hmm. not giving up it's waiting until it's time for the story th- yeah. until you're ready to write the story and if you're so. not excited about it anymore oh yeah you know what yeah. i'm saying like i mean yeah. if something like a lot of times it's like a loyalty thing like you yeah know, you're working on one book <laughs> and you've been working on it and you're really determined you're going to make that work you know it's kind of like when you're dating the wrong guy mm-hmm. and then another guy comes along you're like oh he's cute yeah. <laughs> um but you don't want to break up with the guy that you've been working on because, you know, you put so much work into it, even though yeah. you're miserable together, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Although, actually, you know, that analogy is from way back in my past because I've married for 10 years. But, um, but you know, I mean, it's, it's kind of like that. Like, like you, you get a new idea of something pretty and exciting, and you don't follow it because you're loyal to the story for some reason. Right. You know, when really, like, what do you have to gain? There's, mm-hmm. there's uh, you know, and it comes down to, like, uh, kind of finding the, the line between the discipline to stick with something. Right. You know, which is what we always want to do. We always want to be disciplined. Yes. And stick with it and make it work. Mm-hmm. You know, but there's a certain point where it's just not going to happen. And you kind of yeah. have to re- deal with that reality, too. I mean, there's sort of, it's really hard to kind of ride that line between being fickle mm-hmm. and being realistic. 
Yeah. You know, and I think you just need to you need to do that. And if you get another idea that you're more excited about, again, there's no saying you can't. It's not like a boyfriend. Boyfriends, yeah. you can't stick them in a drawer and come back to them <laughs> later. You'll get arrested. <laughs> but books, you can do that with. <laughs> Yeah, right? You weren't drinking wine when I said that. I was, and I was just trying to. (laughs) A multitude of thoughts going through my head. Apologies to ex-boyfriends. Oh, jeez, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking of a few that I would have liked to actually stick in a drawer. stick in a drawer. can't do that. Yeah. Yeah, All right. Maybe that's where all my ideas are coming from. (laughs) Maybe. Okay. The next one is letting go of a story that's not selling. And Mm -hmm. this is when all avenues of sales opportunities have been exhausted. Right. You sent it out to all the editors or agents who could possibly represent it. And Mm -hmm. everybody has said no. Yeah. For what, and it could be for the same reason or a lot mm-hmm. of different reasons. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, so that's the that's the why. I mean, basically, mm-hmm. it's, it could just not be the right time for that story. Sometimes mm-hmm. we write stories and we're a little ahead of the market. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're a little behind the market mm-hmm. or whatever it may be. But one thing you have to remember is the market is like mm-hmm. fashion. Right. It'll eventually come back around and you will be wearing those uh-huh. bell bottoms again. Exactly. At so. just the right time. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, you have to look at the reasons. Like if you're if the rejections you're getting are love the story, love the concept, don't know how to market it. Mm. That's something that will come around again. If the yes. rejections are, you know, it's it's not working, you've got weaknesses, da, 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 right. that's the kind of thing you can revise. And sometimes exactly. people will say, you know, after you've done a revision, they'll be interested enough that they'll be like, this is what you could fix. After you've done a revision, feel free to resubmit. Right. And so people will give you that. And that's when you keep working on it. But yes. if you're not getting a feel free to resubmit, if you're not getting a, you know, it's not right for our market at this time but please keep us in mind in the future yes or it doesn't fit any of our lines at this time those types of things yeah exactly so I mean if you're not getting that if it's just simply not selling it's not catching the agents it's not catching the editors Mm -hmm. then you know it may be time to put away and there's no saying you can't you know I have a girlfriend who had a fabulous oh my god fabulous book Mm. but you know the market wasn't right for it and she had a real hard time wasn't able to sell it and she put it away and I still believe 100% I love that book I can understand why people weren't sure how to market it Mm -hmm. it's a little different but being a little different sometimes is the very thing that that sets you apart from the pack right you know so well at one point it can kill you on the same side you know (laughs) on the flip side of that coin um, it can also be the thing that launches your career yeah you know Um, so it, it you know it can be something that you just need to put away for a while that once it's done and it's exhausted you know it's time for you to start fresh on something new mm-hmm. you know because they're not rejecting you they're right. rejecting the book and right. you can just do a new book so right. mm-hmm. the next one is letting go of your proposal slash manuscript slash revisions mm-hmm. and this is when to say enough is enough and send <laughs> it out many many right. people struggle with this how do you yes. know when it's ready how do you when I'm know broke, that's when it's ready when i need a yeah. check <laughs> when the deadline uh, that's, the deadline that's printed comes. on the contract <laughs> comes up that's, that's when you send uh, it out honestly you know sometimes you wonder if you yeah. would let it go if you didn't have that solid oh deadline. absolutely um, oh you know me i would probably never seriously. let it go but i did seriously. i mean well, you have stuff to that, you have to you can't move forward that's mm-hmm. right that's mm-hmm. right but, so, you know, I mean, the thing with the proposal is that you really can, you really can rewrite it forever. Mm-hmm. And there's a certain point when you're, like, changing one word and then changing it back and then changing the same word mm. and changing it back. That's when, you know, kind of it's ready to go out. You yeah. Know? 
Yeah. Or when you feel like your head is going to explode if you have to look at it one more time. Yes, that's definitely That's usually my cue. Out. Nobody wants brains on the wall. So yep. hard to clean up. Yep. Yep. Um, so, but, uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's like the, um, that's the point. There's just a certain point where, you know, you've done about as much as you can do with it. Mm-hmm. You know, you want it to be as good as you can make it. But at the same time, you know, there's only so much you can do. Right. And, it's and also, you need to get it out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's also going to be as good as, as, as you are a writer at that point. Right. Exactly. You know, and exactly. you may look at something and say, I wish I could do better than that. Mm-hmm. But maybe you can't. Maybe it's mm-hmm. just time to say, you know what, this is as good as I can do at this point in my life mm-hmm. as and a writer. And you won't get so. any better you know, harping over the same material for seven years. No, like, The only thing you that's going to get you better is stretching your muscles, doing mm-hmm. a new project, you know, starting in on something fresh and, and trying something new and just kind of stretching yourself, you know, creatively. That's how you really learn by, by you know, reworking the same material over and over again. That's the drudgery. Yes. You know, that's, that's where you put the skills you've acquired to use, but you don't acquire new skills Mm-mm. that much doing that. I mean, sometimes you do, but I think mostly the skills you acquire in the actual writing and constructing of the story. Do you think so? Yes, I absolutely agree. This is just a newly formed theory, so I have no idea if I'm right. No, I think you're right. (laughs) But I kind of think so. I think you're right. I have nothing to add to that. Okay. I will absolutely agree with you. Okay. And we'll let that project go. (laughs) (laughs) Letting go of galleys. Now, this is when, this is like the last goodbye of your book. This Mm -hmm. is when you literally hand the story over to the readers. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, you will always send the galleys back because they're due, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a moment in there where you have to mentally make that break mm-hmm. and say, okay, I'm done with the story. Right. You know, I'm done. There's nothing else you can do. There's nothing mm-hmm. else I can do, and you have to let it go because and, there and, are yeah. people who have written stories and uh, written one story, mm-hmm. <laughs> let it go, and never been able to let go of that book. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you and have it's to. really it's an emotional process. To it let, is let go of the book, and I think mm-hmm. that um, also when you know that you know once you're doing galleys, there's like nothing else. Mm-hmm. You know, there's and at galleys you really should just be kind of looking for typos and yeah. you know uh, like any kind of uh, continuity errors that maybe got missed in copy editing and that kind of thing. If you start rewriting pages and galleys, oh, yeah. they don't like that. Um, there's going to be some really cranky people giving you a phone call oh, <laughs> in yeah. a couple of weeks because that's very expensive and they really really don't like that. So um, so there's a certain point in galleys after you've gone through it, you've already had to release by the time you've gotten to galleys, you've had to release the manuscript. You've had to release a yes, proposal of it, for yes. revisions, mm-hmm. for copy edits, you know. And you've had to release it a few times. So I think, I mean, for me, galleys is the easiest to let go of. Yeah. Is it the hardest yeah. for you because you know it's, it's the, the hardest stand? for me. Right. And that's mm-hmm. why I put it in here because it really is like a mental break mm-hmm. where you say, this is the last time I'm going to see this book because I never read my books again after they're in print. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so this is the last time I'm going to be in this story. It's the last time I'm going to see these characters, which kind of mm-hmm. leads us into the next thing mm-hmm. where you write characters and you may have some characters mm-hmm. that you absolutely fall in love with. Right. Mm-hmm. That they are. Ideally, all of uh, them. I mean, all of them. Yes. <laughs> Even your villains. Extent. You should you should oh, understand, yes. mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you may have some characters that just speak to you right. on such a, a a base level that mm-hmm. um, that it, they're almost like your friends, mm-hmm. you know, and and mm-hmm. or family or something like that. And it's very hard sometimes to let go of characters. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, see, I read my books though sometimes. Like if oh. I really miss a character, yeah, I'll read it again. Oh. You don't read it again, but no. I do. I do. So I mean, letting go of characters is something I just don't do. Oh. <laughs> like if I if I really you know if there's a character like uh, Wanda in Time Off for Good Behavior it was the first character I ever wrote. Uh-huh. Um, you know, the first like real book that I ever actually, you know, wrote and um and she was so personal to me and so I just love that character, even though yeah. that book is highly flawed in a lot of ways. I think I think it's good. I mean I think it's I'm still proud of it. I think it's a good mm-hmm. book. It's just that my my skills, you know, which as they should in five years have, you know, gotten better, I hope. Yes. But um but there's something about that book, and every now and mm-hmm. again, I know I, I feel like it sounds really arrogant, but I almost don't feel like it's my book. Like I'm I'm separated enough from it at this point that when I read it, I read it as a reader, yes, uh, as the person who wrote well, it. Well, and you and know I'm that even even mm-hmm. if it's stuff that um that hasn't been published, if they're mm-hmm. old notes or whatever that you have, right. you go back, you read it, you're like, you know what, this was not half I don't bad. yeah not half bad, but <laughs> I don't remember. It's like reading somebody right. else's stuff. I don't even remember writing this. It is, you know, because your head's mm-hmm. no longer in it you're just right, com- in that space. but that's because you've let go of it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's if you right. didn't let go of it you it would, would remember still be active exactly. yeah see which exactly. is a bad thing because mm-hmm. if you don't let go of the book mm-hmm. you can't move on to the next book well and there's also the letting go of the characters that you kill <laughs> oh i never have a problem with that <laughs> You know, you kill all the villains and stuff. But I mean, like, you know, there's some characters. Like, you read a book where there's a character that you absolutely love that has died. Uh Uh-huh. You know, but that has to because it's part of the story. Um, You know, and letting go of the character within the actual story, too. I mean, I think that that's something that sometimes you have to do because it's best for the story that the character just needs to go. Oh. See, I I don't miss those people. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the people you kill are bad. I'm trying to think. I don't think I've really killed anybody. Walter. Oh yeah, see now yeah, Walter sight was somebody unseen. I had to. I had to. Spoiler. Sorry. Yeah, spoiler. Guys. Sorry if you haven't uh, read Sight Unseen. Yeah, sorry. Yep, yep, um, spoiler. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't like that. I think is a process where you'd have to let go of that character to mm-hmm. to kill them. I would think I'd have a really hard time. I don't kill a lot of characters. The yeah. only characters I've killed have been really really bad. I don't uh. think I've killed anybody that I've really felt. Oh. You know, I did kill off Reen, the spaceship. Oh, right. And I remember when I actually wrote it, mm-hmm. I cried when I was yeah. writing that scene because I was mm-hmm. so invested in that character. But it was the right thing for the story. It you know, was. If you hadn't killed him, then that would be kind of a different... Yes. It would have been... Know? Yeah, I had some actually some issues it, it, I, I would have had to deal with if I hadn't killed him. But I, right. So I, he had to go. Mm-hmm. But then all my beta readers freaked out and... <laughs> <laughs> to resurrect him at the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which was okay. Which was know, okay. I mean, that's but, not cheating. But it I wasn't to going to. I but literally, a, yeah. Yeah, it was, was a machine, so you could do that. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, like, there's some, like, there's books that I've read where a character has died. The only time I've ever really felt um, like it was the wrong choice for a story was in Serenity. Oh. Um, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen yes. Serenity, the, the movie. Can, the, Mm-hmm. The, yeah, exactly. So, spoiler, turn yeah. off. Uh, when Wash dies. Yes. When Wash died, and I actually wrote that in the Serenity Found in the um, mm. in the anthology of essays about Serenity. Right. And I said that um, you know when they, when he killed Wash, I just felt horribly, horribly betrayed. Yeah. Like it wasn't, and it wasn't a necessary death. Like I really, it if wasn't. it's a necessary death as a reader, I feel. Um, 
I feel sad and it's cathartic, but like I understand yeah. why it had to happen. But you know, like a random death is just a completely mm. different thing. Like a yeah. death just to say I can kill somebody because I'm in charge, you know, or because you're not expecting it, so I'm going to do it. If you do it right. for a good story reason, I mean, sometimes it can be really hard to let go of that character, but it, you know, it'll be the best thing for the story. Right. And so then you need to be able to do that too. Yes. You know, you need to be able to kill people. Mm-hmm. In in the in the book. Woohoo! In the yeah. not. <laughs> real life we don't, we don't kill people in real life just we for clarity we are not promoting be like Will Riper Wine told me to do it oh god <laughs> it'll be painted in blood on the wall somewhere right. it was real life it'll be WF it'll be WWFW right. and the we'll cops be will be looking at rye. it going what exactly. the hell is that catch her in the rye for the newest wave of serial killers anyway apologies to serial killers oh um, boy yeah cause you definitely don't want to piss them off Okay. <laughs> why do I why do I go in those directions? Why I do I even know. go there? I know you're sitting home thinking, why is she talking like this? Why is she saying these oh, things? Man. Just shut I'm up. Changing shut my up, phone buddy. number. Okay. <laughs> All right, and the final thing we're going to talk about tonight, which is yep. part of our announcement, mm-hmm. is uh, when you have to let go of a good thing, yes. like a podcast. Yes. And so. at first, I want to say it's not because of last week's show. Had oh, nothing no, to no, do no. with we it. No, 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 no. I want to make that disclaimer. No. Right. We, um, yeah, we have decided that uh, middle, what is it, middle of August? This August 22nd. Is, yeah, it's going to be, gonna be a, I think, our show. last show. Mm-hmm. Um, both Lonnie and I have, are, are really busy. And, yeah. and, you know, when we said it takes five hours to do the podcast, that's five hours a piece right. that mm-hmm. we're not writing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm working four days a week, um, yeah. and I'm soon to be going to back to school, and back I'm gonna to college. And I'm going to be You're going to be teaching, fall, yes. Yeah, so. And, um, and so we kind of talked about it, mm-hmm. and, and the other thing we talked about was that, um, you know, a reason for letting go is, is when you don't have anything else to say. Right. And, and you know, we've had, well, this is our 55th show. We've talked mm-hmm. about 55 <laughs> parts of writing. And we've already repeated ourselves. Oh, yeah. You know, when you start saying, oh, oh back in episode 36. Exactly. Uh, you know. We discussed this. I, yeah. yeah. I think there's a certain point where, um, you know, I mean, I love talking about writing. And I mm-hmm. love... Um, I love the discussion. I love having wine. I love the whiffers. Like the whole experience oh, yes. of this has been really good. Yeah. But I think that most things, I mean, everything is temporary if you think mm. about it. I mean, everything is temporary. But there's yep. a certain point where you've done what it is that you set out to do. And I think that right. actually uh, we've exceeded anything that I thought we would ever <laughs> accomplish when we started this. Like I thought we'd do a few podcasts and nobody would listen. And we'd just be like, all right, that's enough of that. <laughs> but what it turned into was this really incredible experience and yes. uh, something that has been um so fulfilling and so fun but you know again like you're you know you're going back to school this fall mm. so you're gonna have a lot of stuff to do and that's so exciting that you're going back for your anthropology degree i just think that is the coolest oh, thing thank you i'm so excited and, um oh god it's so cool i love that <laughs> i love that because you know you you redefine yourself so many times in your life mm-hmm. and you know and you have to do that you know and for me i you know i got the opportunity to teach a class again at syracuse this fall so we'll be a Yay! Uh, yes. Working, working not together because there's like thousands of people that work at SU, but we'll at least be on the same campus, <laughs> see each other for lunch. Um, but, uh, but you know, I mean, with that, uh, that's something that I, you know I'm looking forward to doing. But I can't mm-hmm. do that, take care of the kids, and write and do the podcast. And you yeah. know, the podcast at this point, I feel like we have um, 
we've put everything out there that we have at this point. Right. You know, everything that I have to offer <laughs> right now, I'm just rambling mostly. Every week I just kind of get out here. I'm like, la, 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 la. You know, I, I don't know that I have anything really new to offer or right. to, to say that I haven't already said. And mm-hmm. so anybody who really needs the value out of it, you know, can get it. But I'm just going to be rambling, much like the last four minutes of this. <laughs> Blah, 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 well, blah. And, you know, if you caught you. us 10, you know, five or 10 years from now, we might have a whole new set of right. things to talk about. And we, but we could always restart the podcast if we want to. Oh, we you could. Know? I we mean, could do we that. We definitely could. Yes. But right now, I've, I've exhausted what I have to offer, yes. you know, on these topics. I think me too. You know, yeah. and I think that what we've done is we've built up this incredible community. And by the yes. way, the, you know, the website, the forums, we'll everything will still be there. Yes. We will still be active in the forums, probably more so because we won't be doing the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so we won't have that taken up our time. Right. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll still be around and you can still email us and we'll write for wine will still exist. Like as far as mm-hmm. the podcast, we're going to leave all of the shows. Yes. You know, we have 55 shows plus a couple of bonus things. You yeah. Know, well, there. we'll have 60, about 60 by the time we're done. About so. 60 by the time we're yeah. done. And I think that that's a real good time to stop. Yes. It's a good know. library. It is. It's a good library, and anybody wants to access it can access it. You know, Mm -hmm. anybody wants to join the Wiffer Forums, you know, even if they're listening to this, you know, a year from now, I'm sure that the Wiffer Forums are still going to be active. Yes. You know, we've developed a community, and we've built something, I think, really, truly special. I think so, too. You know, and I'm excited about that. I Mm -hmm. really feel, I feel so happy with what we've accomplished and just so proud and it's been it's been so much fun to do this with you oh you guys it's been just such a blessing been Mm -hmm. the finest audience oh seriously we could ever hope for Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. just have no idea we never expected Mm -hmm. you know when we have people email us and say you know I started writing because of your show or I gave up writing and then after listening to you I started writing again and I rediscovered Mm -hmm. this or whatever Mm Any time we can, we we've offered inspiration mm-hmm. has been a bonus for me and Lonnie because oh, you know never mm-hmm. expected exactly. um, to have any kind of impact like that on on people. You know, we exactly. we were just kind of doing this for fun. You know, yeah, just have wine around. and exactly. And it's just really an excuse <laughs> to buy a bottle of wine every week, <laughs> just to justify the expense. <laughs> And I mean, it's been, you know, it's been so, so much fun and just such an incredible experience. But, you know, I think that, I think that knowing when to leave, knowing Mm. when to let something go, knowing when to move on, you know, is just as important as knowing when to start it and knowing when to stick with it. Right. You know, and and those are all part of the process. We don't want to jump the shark. Mm Mm-mm. No, we did that in episode 19, didn't we? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Jump the shark in episode 19. <laughs> Again, we can reference yeah. you almost any question you have. There's an episode of Will Write for Wine that talks about it in one way or another. <laughs> and please come to the forums and uh, post yes. your questions because we'll, yes. I, we'll ans- answer them on the forums. Right. So you actually we will, will get a... and yeah. cheer you on as Whiffers mm-hmm. get published. And, oh, my God. You know, wouldn't that be great? It's going to start happening. You know, it's going to start happening. Oh, We're going to have a, a cadre know. of Whiffers who are all published and it's going to be really amazing and fun to watch. And I we know. will absolutely be there for that. Oh, so Absolutely. But, you know, in the meantime, mm-hmm. we've still got another, I don't know, five more shows to do or something yep. like that. And, and we have so. no idea what we're going to talk about at any of those shows so uh, we'll make them up as we go (laughs) right so it'll be like the lame duck shows we'll be like so what'd you do i'm doing my nails i got a glittery kind of thing i think we have to do an improv though oh we We should should go ahead go on the forums and tell us what you want for the last five shows yeah oh that's a good idea do our best to make them uh the Whiffer Request Line shows. Yes. We will do all sorts of stuff. So, um, uh, it's stunts. Mm-hmm. 
Are you going to drink another stout now? Oh, no way. <laughs> no way. Well, you know, just put it up there. If we can yeah. do it, we'll do it for the last few shows. <laughs> It'll be Whiffer Request Line, so... <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up another interesting and informative C block. Mm-hmm. We've earned a refill, so yep. you just hang on. We'll be right back. Emmy James is not the kind of girl who attracts angels. In fact, since she sent her life into a nosedive six years ago, she's tried to attract as little as possible attention, people, or responsibility. She lives alone in an Airstream trailer, going from job to job wherever the wind takes her. And that works just fine. Until one day, two unexpected visitors show up at the New Jersey trailer park she currently calls home. One is a childhood friend with news. EJ's mother and his father are getting married, and they want EJ at the ceremony. The other is a sweet but odd woman named Jess, who says she's an angel specializing in cosmic relationship mending and blueberry pancakes. A Little Ray of Sunshine by Lonnie Diane Rich is a story about lost love, found angels, and the power of blueberry pancakes to fix almost anything including the mother-daughter relationship that no one thought could ever be mended. A Little Ray of Sunshine is available now, wherever books are sold. Get your copy today. Thanks for coming back. I'm Samantha Graves. And I'm Lonnie Diane Rich. And this is Will Write for Wine. Yay! Yay! Now it's time to give away free stuff. Just head on down uh-huh. to willwriteforwine.com and give us some feedback. We're looking for questions, wine suggestions, or just general commentary on the show. <laughs> yeah, each month we pick one lucky winner from all the wonderful people who actually talk to us, and then we give them a special <laughs> prize. And who knows, next month's winner could be you. For June, in honor of Socknock, which is a lot like NaNoWriMo, I have signed copies of my Don't Look Down drafted books, Time for Good Behavior, Maybe Baby, and an arc of the yet-to-be-released wish you were here yeah and the winner is robin from the forums yay Yay. congratulations robin yes for july are we in july we have a sign (laughs) are we in july what the hell month is this this is july July. okay it says august all All right right, okay for july we have a signed (laughs) copy of out of time by samantha graves yay august 1st and a will write for one fabulous book Thank you. Mm-hmm. I will write for wine refrigerator magnet. Fabulous, Woo! fabulous magnets. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to enter, we make it easy. Mm-hmm. Just get active on the forums or send us an email at feedback at willwriteforwine.com or comment on our website. We will announce the winner on our last August show. Okay, right. that sounds just sad, doesn't it? Right. So mm-hmm. send in your comments now. All right. And up next, we have the... Good one. That was a good one. It only took us 55 uh, episodes. Episodes to get that right. (laughs) So, Lonnie, how'd you do this week? Well, you know, speaking of letting go, Mm. (laughs) I started a new project. Um, I have this project that I love that I've been working on for the last couple of months. And it's it's on the back burner, but I kind of got a new opportunity this week. Mm -hmm. And so I started thinking about that. And then I woke up at 4 o'clock this morning and absolutely had to write. And when you wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning and you absolutely have to write, then you must focus on that project. Absolutely. So the other project is going in a drawer for a little while, although I still love it. But I actually think it needs more 
steeping. It's got such intense, mm. elaborate world building because I, I intend it as a series, which means I really need to build a world that will accommodate, you know, three, four, five, six, seven books, you know, right. whatever. Right. So I'm going to set that on the side for a while and mm-hmm. um, and focus kind of on this new project that I'm um, really very excited about. So cool. um, aside from that, I uh, just mostly recovered from my vacation in Ohio, which was loads of fun with uh, Jenny and Chrissy <laughs> and my kids who actually were not nearly as rotten as I expected. Oh, good. I thought they were going to be a nightmare, and they were only like a mild bad dream. Oh, good. <laughs> That's good. But it was good. It was a really, really good vacation. We had a wonderful time. Good, How about good. you? Well, speaking of letting go, yes. I got two proposals out to my agent in the past 12 oh, hours. Oh, my God. <laughs> two completely I'm different fully impressed. proposals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, today, uh, tonight, I've been utterly useless. Oh, wait. And wasn't it you earlier today we were talking and you said, I don't know why I was so tired this morning. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> I think I know why. <laughs> Maybe. Jeez. Two and two together. There you go. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Well, now it's time. I'm sorry. I was drinking wine. That's all right. <laughs> didn't realize we were done with that part. Now it's my uh, my turn. Okay. And now it's time for our weekly challenge. Every week at the end of the D block, we will either do Killer Word or the Wine Card Challenge, thus highlighting our vast ignorance <laughs> and hopefully making you all feel better about yourselves. <laughs> this week, it's the Wine Card Challenge. So oh. go for it, Sam. What do you got for me? All right. Here's my question for you. Yes. Mm-hmm. True or false? Uncorking a bottle of wine will help it breathe. Um, well, that's true. They do that for red wine. So I'm going to say, because you're supposed to do that with red wine, let it breathe for Mm. like 20 minutes. So I will say, uh, true. Eh. Ah! False. Simply removing the cork will do little to aerate the wine. Instead, pour it into a carafe or simply into your glass and swirl it around a bit. I always interesting. thought it was the cork. That is very, very interesting. Yes, okay. yes. So I am going to give you a um, a wild card. Wait, let me see. Oh, I got on the wrong side. We already asked that one. This is what happens when you don't be prepared. Now, see, I make fun of <laughs> Sam and her ultra-preparedness, and then I screw everything up. And I, it's taking me literally 35 seconds to get a card out of a deck. How sad is that? I have my little box with my card on top all ready to go. I know <laughs> you do show off. Okay, anyway, <laughs> which of the following is not a type of sparkling wine? Okay. A, Fiasco, which did not know that was a wine. <laughs> I thought that was like when something really crazy happened. Uh, B, Sect, S-E-K-T, which also have not heard of. C, Cava, I think I heard of that. Uh, D, Cremont. I oh, said that kind of French. Right. I never heard of right, any of wrong. them. Mm-hmm. This is a kind of what? Which of the following is not a type of sparkling wine? Sparkling wine. Sparkling wine, which sparkling wine is like champagne. All right. Except that you can only call it champagne if it's made of champagne grape. Otherwise, right. it's just sparkling wine. Or the champagne, know. is it the region champagne? It's a champagne-y thing. Yeah. 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 So which one is not a type of sparkling wine? A fiasco, B sect, C cava, D cremant. All right. I'm going to say A. <gasps> ding 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 ding. ding. We no way. Yes. <laughs> a fiasco. A fiasco is the squat straw-colored wine, a straw-covered wine bottle often found in Italian restaurants. I thought that was the Chianti. 
Oh, interesting. The fiasco is that little straw. I thought that was a candy that had the straw covered. I don't know. What no idea. About. I know absolutely nothing. Interesting. Uh, Cava is Spain's sparkling wine and is often a great bargain. Sect ah. is a sparkling wine from Germany or Austria. And Cremant is a French sparkling from regions other than Champagne. Interesting. Well, I did not know that. Well, that was the best go. guest I've had all day. Well, you got it right. Congratulations. <laughs> I think you deserve a drink. So there you go. Another humiliating D-block for your intrepid host. And while Sam goes and gets a drink, and I should Woo-hoo. probably stop since I've already screwed all this up, uh, <laughs> we're going to go drink our sorrows away, and uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> sad. Just so, so, so sad. <laughs> well, the show's almost over, and I'm sure you're really sad about that. But now you don't have to wait another week to hear Sam and Lonnie, because we've got websites open 24-7 and ready when you are, morning, noon, or night. For Lonnie, be sure to stop by the newly redesigned LonnieDianeRich.com, where Lonnie's latest books and news will be regularly updated. Right, Lonnie? Also, don't forget to drop by DogsAndGoddesses.com, where Lonnie is collaborating live on the web with New York Times bestsellers Jennifer Cruzy and Ann Stewart. It's like a reality show with writers, which is really much more interesting than it sounds. So check it out. For more information on Sam, click your way on over to SamanthaGraves.com for her latest news and giveaways. I think she's better about updating. Yeah, that's right. There are also links to her blog her MySpace page, and the website for her alter ego, C.J. Barry, author of award-winning futuristic romances. And don't forget to stop by at willwriteforwine.com for links to our joint MySpace page, our cafe press store, and all the cool things we talk about during the show. By the time you're done with all that, we'll be back in a new podcast next week. Everybody plays and everybody wins. Oh, is it me? Oh, crap. <laughs> it's been a mild comedy of errors here trying to get the D-block off the ground. Oh, and it's not the D-block. D-block. It's the E-block. E-block. I'll drink. You go ahead. You do the intro. Well, it's time for last call here on Well Right for Wine. We hope you had as much fun as we did. Yes. Don't forget to send in your wine suggestions. Or questions. Or just general commentary on the show. We mm-hmm. love to hear from you. The whiffers are the best thing that ever came out of this crazy idea. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. The email address is feedback at willwriteforwine.com. And the forums are at willwriteforwine.com slash forum. Yes. And now that we've got our final words of wisdom to carry you through until our next show. Mm-hmm. So, Sam, what do you have? Well, as much as writing makes me crazy, I could never give it up. So doom on me. (laughs) (laughs) Hence, the drinking. Yes. (laughs) All right. Very good. Well, uh, my words of wisdom are that sometimes the best thing you can do for a project is to put it away for a while. Yes. I totally Mm -hmm. agree with that. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right, and uh, next week we'll have a show, but we have no idea what it will be yet, so we'll surprise ourselves and you. Yes, we'll see if we if you guys have any requests. We'll mm-hmm. see if we pick something up off the forums. Sounds good. <laughs> We're yeah. just going to wing it. Yeah. So until next time, this is Lonnie. And this is Sam saying if you can't write for money, then write for wine. Oh, yeah. Yay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Will 
Ride for Wine is brought to you each week by Lonnie Diane Rich and Samantha Graves. Be sure to hit the website at willwriteforwine.com where you can find great links to everything in the show, news about what the girls are up to, and links to great cafe press merchandise like t-shirts, hats, and mugs. I like the apron myself. Also, don't forget to friend them on MySpace at myspace.com slash willwriteforwine. Music provided by the good folks at the Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please tell your friends and go vote for Lonnie and Sam at Podcast Alley or write a glowing review at iTunes. Remember, there's good karma out there. Vote for them at Podcast Alley. Come back next time as Johnny Depp's soulmate or perhaps Colin Firth's ring any bells or, you know, the, the soulmate, whoever does it for you. You get the point. Anyway, thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time right here on Will Write for Wine. Down on my caffeine consumption. So when I get up, I just have one cup of coffee and I like to have another cup of coffee with my breakfast. And on the way to work, I